Good morning. Um, I am not, as most of you know, the Reverend Dr. Cynthia Stewart. Um, She is not well today. She contacted me last night and then again this morning, and she's not able to be here, but she's she's better, but still not able to travel down. So you get me today. Uh, I'm Jill, and I'm a member here. Um, And Anna, the story that you told will be perfect for this talk, so you'll see in just a moment. Um, The name of the talk today is A Free and Responsible Search for Truth and Meaning. A Free and Responsible Search for Truth and Meaning. That's a nice, simple topic for a Sunday morning, right? (laughs) You will recognize this statement as our fourth UU principle. We say it every week, but what does it mean for us to do as Unitarian Universalists? That's what we'll explore today. Minister Meg Barnhouse wrote about our UU principles in a UU World article way back in 2009. And she said that some people say that our seven principles are either too much like a creed or they're so general that they're really meaningless. What she said, though, is that my experience of the principles is that they are deeply demanding. For me, she said, the heart of the liberal faith is to be connected to something greater than yourself, to wallow in the spirit of life, love, and truth, to have fair trade coffee and important conversations, to stand for love and to stand against quibbling and complaining and flouncing off in a huff. She said to move toward being in right relationship with ourselves, with one another, and the planet. And so she said for her, this faith is not a thin gruel. It's not even a rich and hearty gruel. She says it's walnuts and bananas and pancakes and mangoes and arugula and ginger and avocado. She said the feast is prepared with effort, enjoyment, persistence, and commitment. I think we can certainly say that a free and responsible search for truth and meaning is not just a creed or a meaningless statement. Following this principle definitely requires persistence and commitment. The principle challenges us to determine who we are, what we believe, and how we must live our lives. Let's look at the history of the principle in Unitarian Universalism. In 1935, the Unitarians wrote this principle as we believe in the authority of truth, known or to be unknown. And in 1944, the Unitarians referred to the principle as finding the individual freedom of belief. And then in 1961, when the Unitarians and the Universalists joined together, they agreed, as you use, in this statement. We unite in seeking to strengthen one another in a free and disciplined search for truth as the foundation of our religious fellowship. Our current statement was approved in 1986. A couple of things to remember about the topic before we continue. One, this is not a discussion about truth and meaning. Uh, I surely will not claim to be able to provide much advice on those topics. I think we all find our own truth Um, but not necessarily a universal truth. We will certainly make meaning of the activities and the events of our lives, but the meaning will be interpreted by us for our lives in ways that form our own personal decisions and actions. One of the best things about being a UU is being able to figure out this truth and meaning for ourselves uh, without someone telling us what it should be. So that's not what I'm trying to do today. Uh, many of us, of course, come from religious traditions that hold us in a very specific terms what we're supposed to believe and what our truth should be that we live by. I really like the UU way better. I have a responsibility uh, that I really have to think about this and I have to work on it. This religion is not about simply taking on what someone else prescribes for my life. I'm the decider here. 
Second thing to remember, our topic here is about the search for truth and meaning. So our topic is to consider how we might find the truth and meaning for our lives and why searching out our truth and meaning is important for us. John Burens, the co-author of A Chosen Faith, said this, Unitarian Universalism aspires to a special form of religious community, one in which individuals are never asked to check their minds at the church door, but in which they offer one another the possibility of rediscovering an authentic and personal spirituality. So that's our goal today, to explore how we go about this search and why we should. Let's think for a moment about the search for truth and meaning like a garden that we plant and care for and then harvest. We must have fertile ground, tools, fertilizer, seeds, and we must take out the weeds and we must water the garden to grow our fruits and vegetables. Our garden takes effort. It requires our care and our attention. We will enjoy the fruits and the vegetables, and then we'll save some of the food to keep us fed over the winter. We'll get our ground ready for rest after we harvest. We'll be ready to tend the garden again in the spring. And there will be new growth, and we will begin that cycle all over again. I think the search for truth and meaning is like that. It requires fertile ground. It requires a desire for the search and openness to finding our truth and meaning. It requires tools, maybe books, the Internet, thinking, knowledge from other sources, meditation. It requires fertilizer. We need nourishment to grow and to learn. A UUFM might be a fertilizer source for us, or maybe participating in a social justice activity may also be nourishment. Uh, or being involved in UUA activities may be another fertilizer. Seeds. Some kernel of knowledge or an idea or maybe a need that we see in the community helps us begin our growth. So we can call, think of these as seeds. Weeds, of course. Uh, some things will come along that will take our attention away from our goal. They'll choke out what we've learned or who we're becoming if we aren't careful. Of course, we need water. This might be our discussions with others to help us flourish, maybe sermons, talkbacks, retreat discussions, informal conversations. Uh, fruits and vegetables, finally, we have our truth and meaning. My harvest will be different from yours. I may get peppers and squash, and you may get beets and parsnips. We can become full, satisfied, contented, and we can even share some of our harvest with others. And then the cycle begins again. We continue to plant, to grow, to harvest, because our search for truth and meaning never really stops. As we learn more and discover more, we realize better ways to grow our crops. So I'd like to take a few minutes to explore some of these parts of the truth and meaning garden a little more fully. Specifically, I want to talk about how we might go about this search and why this is something that makes sense for us to do. Now, as you've noticed, I've already taken this garden analogy like way too far. <laughs> so I just might as well continue on that path. Um, the topic is pretty abstract and dense. Uh, there's some words that we might be uncomfortable with. For some people, words like reverence, faith, spirituality uh, that are included in the talk. Um, so I think using this analogy helps us kind of make some progress in, in thinking through this uh, complex topic. Um, I think probably most people here remember the garden song that was written by David Mallett. Um, John Denver recorded the song years ago. Peter, Paul, and Mary recorded it. Uh, we sing it here. We sang it here a, a month or so ago. Um, 
So I'm just going to continue using some of the the words from from that song um, to think through this fourth principle. So let's explore first how we go about this search for truth and meaning. Here's some of the lyrics. Uh, Inch by inch, row by row, going to make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe. So our topic here is tools. We have some tools we can use in our search. There are six sources of Unitarian Universalism. Our search for truth and meaning can be informed by studying the words and deeds of prophetic women and men, world religions, including Jewish and Christian Christian traditions, uh, human teachings, humanist teachings, and teachings of earth-centered traditions. And we can evaluate our own experiences that that move us to a renewal of the spirit. Another set of tools is our seven principles. We can use these principles to remind us of the values of UU and why we are here. And we're reminded by Doug Mooter from a UU World article that our communities are communities of values and that our principles are visionary visionary statements that describe the world that we are trying to bring into existence. The principles can be tools for thinking through the way we want to be in the world, the way we want to live. In fact, just about anything we choose from our lives may be a tool to help us better understand what is central to us and what is important. Maybe it's poetry or a good book or a beautiful sky or music or art or craft. What we can learn so much about ourselves through all these kinds of direct experiences. It helps us to make meaning and to find our truth. Participating in social justice can also be a tool to help us in our search. Adam Slate reminds us that our search is looking outward to those things we can learn from reading and from others, and it's also an inward search. It's listening to ourselves. Next, we must take our tools and find some time to take on the search in a reverent way with deep thought and deep respect for the process itself. Second point, lyrics from the Garden Song again, related to time and reverence, and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. So let's tackle reverence. Here's a question from a book called Listening Hearts. What leaps of faith do you take? Robinson and Hawkins write that a humanist leap of faith may be based on the goodness of people and the value of human beings, while a person with an Eastern religious view may take a leap of faith about reincarnation. Whether we use the word or not, the search for truth and meaning is really a spiritual journey. It's a pilgrimage. Or, as Minister Ken Seiler put it, it's a walkabout where you walk out onto the desert until you find yourself. We are looking for what we find sacred in our search for truth and meaning. Or, you may prefer, we are looking for what we revere or what we respect. Paul Razor reminds us that liberal theology is not for the faint of heart. He said it is an eyes-wide-open kind of faith. It's a faith without certainty. Chris Wilcox from a UU World article said this, I'm still trying to work out a faith for myself that is something more than just a way of fending off the faith of others. The liveliest questions of my faith as a nearly lifelong universalist have precisely to do with the things many other UUs left at the door when they arrived. God, other religious language, worship and tradition, faith. 
Slate reminds us that because we are evolving, changing beings, we want to remain open to our own development. Just because something makes sense to us today doesn't mean it will always make sense. You use are people who choose. Our faith is grounded in contemporary experience, not ancient revelation. From these examples, we see that this search for truth and meaning takes some time. There's a need for reverence, for being awake, for being attuned to that part of the search. Time and reverence are required to grow our truth and meaning in our gardens. Third, more lyrics from the garden song. Pulling weeds and picking stones, finding my way in nature's chain. We do have to cultivate to make our gardens healthy. We must prepare the work to the work the land. There are definitely weeds and stones that can keep our truth and meaning gardens from being what they can be. I can neglect the weeds and my yield won't be as great. I can ignore the rocks and some seeds won't grow. So if I'm to be successful in my search for truth and meaning, I need to pay attention to those things in my search that get me off track or things that work at cross purposes with my goal. What are your rocks and weeds that keep you from finding your truth and meaning? In a sermon, Jim Cowan talked about how easy it is to avoid the search. We can rely on authority or we can fall back on what's been said and done before. He said we can fall back on habit or doctrine or tribalism. He says that's really the opportunity to search for truth and meaning um, should really be thought of as a gift. He says it's a gift because we are, gi- we are given a situation and many situations where we have just another chance to get things right, to learn. He said maybe we're all born to do this. Maybe we're all born to search for truth and meaning. Our world is constructed in a way that we have to make sense of things over and over and over again. And we have to think for ourselves and we have to act on our own conclusions. So maybe we're constantly in cultivation. According to Forrest Church, who wrote uh, A Chosen Faith, each of us has to assume responsibility for awakening. He said what, makes, what we make of our lives, how deeply and intensively we live, is our responsibility. Henry David Thoreau. Ralph Waldo Emerson, William Ellery Channing popularized this idea about cultivating ourselves. By virtue of our humanity, they taught that everyone has a duty to develop spiritual gifts and talents, to add to human knowledge, and to develop spiritually. This ideal of self-culture may sound old-fashioned, but personal growth is a critical part of the meaning and satisfaction we find throughout our lives, according to Robertson and Hawkins. They say that we have to build our own capacities to learn, to keep our hearts open, to discover the ethical way and follow it, to develop our creativity and our ability to care. They said we, uh, so we must work our garden and we must nourish our compost pile. We have to water and weed. We have to take out plants that aren't thriving. That's important. Item four, more lyrics from the garden song. Feed the need to grow my own because the time is close at hand. Painful rain, sun and rain, plant your rows straight and long, temper them with prayer and song. The search for truth and meaning requires some commitment. We must keep going back for more when we're frustrated, when we're feeling out of sorts, when we're not knowing if we're making progress in figuring out our lives, how our lives are best lived. Doug Craft asked this question, did someone tell you religion should be undemanding? 
Did someone tell you spirituality is easy? It seems that this truth, this search for truth and meaning is best done on our own and also in community. Our UU community provides support, ideas, and a space to think and grow. Uh, the outgoing UUA president, Susan Frederick Gray, said this. She said, as Unitarian Universalists, we are being called to deepen our practice and commitment to the beloved community. She said, this is no time for casual faith. The heartbreak, anger, and fear of this increasingly repressive time are real. She said the losses for individuals and communities are real, in particular communities of color, immigrant, trans people, people living with disabilities, children and families facing the loss of health care. She said the losses are real for all those impacted by the natural disasters caused by climate change. In this time, we need strong and healthy religious communities where we can bring our heartbreak and our anger. She said we need beloved communities of connection and ritual that help us build resiliency and courage. Strengthening our commitment to our communities builds a foundation for brave and loving ministry and action in this time. Yes, in these troubled times, we need committed UUs to make our world better. But we must know who we are. What is our own truth? How is our life best lived? What values are ours without debate? Without doing this work individually, how can we really be strongly committed to these important social causes that are larger than ourselves? This lyric also suggests that we have to have some skin in the game in our garden. We have to be committed. If we're committed, we care about cultivating the garden. We work to keep it going. We may give up some other things to show the garden's importance. Commitment means I'm all in in figuring out this truth and meaning thing. Point five, more lyrics from the garden song. Old crow watching hungrily from his perch on yonder tree. In my garden, I'm as free as that feathered thief up there. This is about the result that we are seeking, truth and meaning. How do we know when we find our truth or when we know it? Is it as simple as the lyric, in my garden, I am free? When I'm in my true garden space, I am free. Now, I can't say what truth and meaning are, since I can only know those things for myself, but I think these words by Raymond Bond from the book Building Your Own Theology come pretty close to explaining the concept. Here's what he wrote. What is your theology? You try to say the world the way it means to you. You look at what you live and try to speak, and the mystery turns into a search for language to tell how it is and what the world has to say about what you mean. He said, we are all theologians. We, we step, says Wallace Stevens, barefoot into reality. He says, we touch the running water and the rocks. We hurt, we laugh, we grasp, we are grasped. We fall, we're embraced. We find ourselves in others and others in ourselves. Broken and fragmented, we are driven toward wholeness, toward integrity, toward healing, what separates and divides us from each other. Long before we hold any belief about it, we feel the presence of something sacred and meaningful. Unable to name it, we respond with metaphor, with vision, with decision, and we live as though that were the way the world is. The second question from the beginning of the talk is, why is this important for us to search for truth and meaning? Can I not just live blissfully unaware of any meaning or purpose in life? Um, suppose we could, but here, here are a few reasons why I think the search is important. First of all, 
We are privileged to be free and to have resources to help us understand our world and our place in it. Why would we not want to understand ourselves and others better? So answer one to why is just because we can. Second reason, Unitarian Universalism is a faith tradition that expresses confidence in our ability to learn, according to Reverend Lynn Oglesby. The religion encourages us to find our own path, so doing so is part of being a UU. So answer two to why is it important to search for truth and meaning is because Unitarian Universalism calls us to do this. Three, Liz James in the UU World, uh, in a UU World article described being a believer in community, but she said she's not a believer in the beloved community that we so often talk about. She said she is a believer in the regular community. Um, she said, this is community filled with people who are a mix of incredibly beautiful, profoundly broken, and sometimes just run-of-the-mill, pain-in-the-neck people. She says that the regular or the pain-in-the-neck community has an honesty to it. She says, in, in a pain-in-the-neck community, we don't think we are morally special. And so we make accountability and transparency flow in ways that allow us to be imperfect. The imperfect space is an environment to seek our truth and meaning and the perfect environment to be able to find it. So answer three to why we should search for truth and meaning because we are in a community that supports the search because we're really all searching. Fourth reason, James Luther Adams noted that one of the identifying features of liberal religion is the recognition that revelation is not closed or sealed but continues even into our day. In other words, we are always learning. So answer four to why we need this search for truth and meaning. Our truth is a continuing question. What may have been truth and meaning for me now may not resonate a few years from now, uh, and I may just get stuck if I don't evolve. Reason five. Understanding truth, my truth, and what gives me meaning gives me a richer, fuller life. So answer five for why to seek truth and meaning. There is an opportunity for fulfillment and guidance to live the way I am called to live if I seek out my truth and find meaning in my life occurrences. We're a community garden here at UUFM. Unitarian Universalism has a garden plot. There's a plot for humanism and paganism and Buddhism and Christianity and Judaism and other religions and worldviews, and there's garden space for wonder and for direct experience. The religion of Unitarian Universalism is water, saved from rain, of course, and fertilizer, compost, of course, and it takes the water and the fertilizer for all of us to grow. And each plot has its own fruits and vegetables. While I may not care for the veggies you grow, I support their growth, and I will tend them in this community. There's sometimes weeds that choke out our veggies. These aren't welcome or wanted. We're going to take care not to sow dissension or ridicule or an I'm right about religion or worldview attitude. No, you're wrong in your thoughts attitude here because it doesn't work for our community garden. And our individual gardens all suffer and it takes more Unitarian Universalism water and compost to keep our plants flourishing when we have these weeds in our gardens. It seems to me that Unitarian Universalism is a very personal religion. Each of us finds the truth we need to find. We have our own ways of understanding and looking at the world. We do have many common values that link us, our belief in reason, our respect for different viewpoints, 
our interest in social justice, our belief that we need this community. So each of us has certain roots or values from Unitarian Universalism that resonate with us, and they might be different from the person sitting next to us. This community is really special because we are all different. Uh, We come together in community to love each other and to try to be our best selves. I hope that we all have some ideas for pursuing the search for truth and meaning for ourselves and an understanding for why this makes sense for us and why it's really part of being a Unitarian Universalist. And it is a part of becoming and living our best selves. To be successful in our search for truth and meaning, we need tools and time and reverence and cultivation and commitment. Inch by inch, row by row, going to make this garden grow. All it takes is a rake and a hoe and a piece of fertile ground. Inch by inch, row by row, someone bless these seeds I sow. Someone warm them from below till the rain comes tumbling down. I also hope I left you with a bit of an earworm today. Not necessarily one you can't get rid of, um, but maybe you have that song in your head. I don't know. But I hope I've left you with an earworm that reminds us all to seek our truth and meaning. And if you happen to hear that garden song or those lyrics, I hope it reminds you to continue to think deeply about this issue of our fourth principle and the importance of tending our gardens in our search for truth and meaning. Thank you.